This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. I hope you're doing good. hope you're doing well this morning. You join us at 8am as you do every single day to go through all of the latest Arsenal news and of course specifically looking into the transfer dealings of the club this winter. Uh, let's jump into the chat box and say good morning. Good morning to everybody here. Wow, there's a lot of you already. Brad's joining us first in the chat box today, beating out Kaiser. Adam and Paul and Alvern, thank you ever so much for joining us. All the way from Texas, it must be a ridiculous time in the morning, Alvern. What are you doing? Aditya, Lars, Ife, uh, we've got Jose, Jeff, we've got Tariq in the chat as well, Zach, Daniel, Reese. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. So many of you. Bob's the DJ, fantastic stuff. Uh, Bruce, Matt Thornton, John Sanders. We've got Marcus, Reese, Anthony, Patrick Carlson. Lots of familiar faces, as always. So good to see so many of you in the chat. Uh, and uh, we're going to go through plenty of you guys and your questions in the second half of the show. Uh, good morning from the US. Good morning from Australia. Good morning from Canada. I love it when you guys tell us where you're from. It's great seeing how kind of global things are. Uh, Blair joining us from Japan. Fantastic stuff, Blair. Really, really good to see such a global community that we're building here uh, at TGT. We start, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to The Arsenal Way. I'll be there live at 9.30 this morning. And we're hoping to bring you a bit of... Um, I'm looking forward to, hopefully, the plan is to try and give you some more insight on the strikers that we're linked to over there. I'm also doing something on this channel at the weekend. I might even bring that forward based upon the Liverpool game and the Forest game, which I want to talk about in a second. Um, but let's uh, let's move on before we get into any kind of stuff about ifs and buts, because there is some ifs and buts, of course, about the Liverpool game. Liverpool have officially requested that Thursday's League Cup semi-final first leg tie at the Emirates be postponed because of a COVID outbreak that has seen the likes of Jurgen Klopp, etc. Uh, unable to uh, be at the game. A lot of players have gone to the African Cup of Nations like Salah, Romane and Keita. 
a lot of players are injured or suspended, like Andrew Robertson, Thiago, Fabinho, Allison, I think, is also out. So there is a lot of players that are not available for Liverpool in this fixture. And this is where the debate has begun, because a lot of people feel like, well, play the kids, you know, try and fulfil the fixture of what you've got. Aston Villa played a whole team of kids last season um, against Liverpool and did, you know, very, very well. I think, did, did, I think Liverpool also played a group of kids uh, against Aston Villa because of their Club World Cup um, situation a, a couple of years back as well. I don't really understand why that can't happen this time around and, you know, just fulfil the fixture with the amount of players that they've got. I understand if there's an issue with the goalkeepers, that could be a problem. But, you know, just bring in the players that you've got available. Um, I don't know when this game can be rescheduled. And I have, I, I have a feeling what they'll do is, is they'll probably turn this into a one-legged tie, maybe next Thursday when the second leg's supposed to be. Whether that's them played at Anfield, I'm not sure. Uh, Nugget in the chat box says, Tottenham had a bye because of Leighton Orient. Supposedly, the rules have since changed since that specific incident. So just because Spurs had their game given to them because of Leighton Orient... Apparently, the rules have since changed uh, from that point. So, unfortunately, that's not going to happen to us this season. But we will still wait. I'm assuming that we'll hear something fairly early today. That's when I'm kind of expecting the news to come through. And then our game against Forest at the weekend is also in doubt because Nottingham Forest have themselves had a COVID outbreak at the club. In fact, uh, on the Barnsley website reading this morning, uh, Barnsley Football Club Sky Bet Championship fixture against Nottingham Forest at the City Ground in Nottingham on Monday the 3rd of January has been postponed. Nottingham Forest informed the EFL that it would be unable to fulfil the fixture at the City Ground due to a number of positive 19 cases within their squad. In light of the increased transmission rate of the Omicron variant, the EFL will now review the circumstances surrounding the postponement. So there is an opportunity that Arsenal will have no games this entire week uh, at the moment because both Liverpool and Nottingham Forest have got COVID cases within their squads. Um, it's frustrating. It's part of the world that we're living in at the moment. Um, it is crazy how this, you know, the new variant that's come into the fold is spreading so rapidly uh, amongst the footballing community. I know that obviously that we're not in lockdown and it's been Christmas and people are mixing with, with their families and the family and friends and stuff. But um, I believe that there was some good news from the, the Premier League the other day with the number of cases in the Premier League dropping from the previous round of testing. Hopefully, that's something that continues forward. Hopefully, it's something that we see gradually diminish, but it's never going to go away. Uh, this is always going to be after something that we deal with. But there needs to be some kind of there needs to be some kind of strategy put in place because the one at the moment is clearly not working anyway that's kind of the news side of things let's go on to the reason why you're here for the main stuff the transfer news Ainsley Maitland-Niles is set to complete a low move to Roma no buy option no uh basically obligation to buy it is a straight loan deal I'm not surprised that this has happened because as we all know Roma are notoriously difficult negotiators Arsenal are becoming themselves increasingly stubborn with their due uh, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I think Arsenal need to stop being taken for a ride and selling their players on the cheap. What a straight loan allows Arsenal to do is keep control around the situation. Maitland-Niles could have a really good loan deal and at the end of that loan deal could be worth more than what the option in the loan deal would have, you know, would have meant. So they keep more control. They can be sold in the summer. There is reports that of expectation around talks beginning towards the end of the season based on how Maitland-Niles gets on. 
But uh, that basically is where we're sitting on the Maitland-Niles thing. Vishal, thank you so much, mate, for becoming a member. Really appreciate your support of the channel. Chat box, make sure you give Vishal a big welcome to the members' crew. Uh, let's go to our next story surrounding Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now, Sky Sports uh, have also reported now and added their kind of hat to the ring, if you like, of outlets suggesting that Aubameyang's future could yet be concluded this January with a move abroad likely to take place. Arsenal have been offering the Gabonese striker around like wildfire, it seems. They just need a suitor to take the player away from the team. And that's the biggest problem with this deal, is finding someone to take Aubameyang away from Arsenal. Who's going to pay those wages? If they are going to pay the wages, are they going to ask for some to be subsidised? It's a real impossible situation to kind of predict where he could end up. There are a number of clubs that have been labelled, like Newcastle, like Juventus, Barcelona. I imagine the most likely place would be Juve, but Mauro, Mauro Icardi and their interest in the PSG forward could scupper any potential deal in that sense. Newcastle, I saw a report yesterday, supposedly interested in as many as four Arsenal players, but I have yet to kind of um, cross-reference that report, so I'm not going to bring it up in detail today. But Aubameyang was listed amongst the number of players they're interested in. Moving on to our penultimate story of the day, and yesterday morning, just as we finished our show, Dusan Vlaovic uh, was, of course, the subject of a supposed bid from Arsenal, according to Gazeta della Sport, who claimed that a €55 million Euro bid plus Lucas Torreira has been lodged for the Serbian striker. As from that point forward up until this moment right now, recording at just after 8am UK time, other Italian outlets such as Demazio has come out and reported that the likelihood of a deal is very, very small. Same with Fabrizio Romano. But the players' camp are simply not interested in negotiating with Arsenal. Fiorentina, meanwhile, would be very happy to kind of negotiate with Arsenal. They would be fine with agreeing a deal but the players' camp are not interested in sorting a deal out this winter. The player seems really determined to stay until at least the end of the season to see kind of what offers will come forth in the summer. Uh, and I would always say take those reports coming out from the Italian media with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Of course, uh, Gazzetta della Sport does report on a lot of stories regarding Arsenal and you know the, the amount of them that actually turn out to be true is of a kind of minuscule amount at times. So Vlaovic... If that's to be the case, does not seem like he's going to be moving to Arsenal, which, you know, I'm fine with. I think there are elements to his game that are really good, like his clinical finishing and his shooting. There are other elements to his game that I have more concerns about. However, as raised by Harry Simeon when I asked him on his show yesterday, if you've not gone and watched Harry's show on the Chronicles of Aguna, make sure you do, um, that Fiorentina don't particularly play a pressing style of game. And so therefore, maybe Vlaovic's pressing statistics should be taken into account based upon the club that he's playing for. Vlaovic... I wouldn't get your hopes up on the 21-year-old uh, at this moment in time. And lastly, Bruno Gimaraes, the Lyon central midfielder. There has been an ultimatum made to Arsenal. If Arsenal wants the player, they will have to pay €45 million Euros to bring him into the team. A deal is said to be difficult to complete this winter, according to Fabrizio. Um, I do think this is a deal that Arsenal could do. I think it's a deal that Arsenal have the money to do. And it's a deal that certainly Arsenal are interested in doing, but they may wait until the summer. I hope that's not the case. If there's any chance that Arsenal can get a deal for Bruno Guimaraes into the club, it should happen because he is by far one of the best options that we could possibly go for. And fingers crossed, he will be the player 
that Arsenal go for in the midfield. I do feel like it certainly could help us close the gap. It would keep us pushing forwards with our kind of route through to the Champions League races. And there is also the element of this, which think, which makes me think, surely we're bringing a midfielder in because letting Ainsley Maitland-Niles go on loan leaves us purely with Granite Xhaka and with Sambi Lukonga as the only senior options available. I, I would be really, really over the moon to see Gimarash move into the team. Uh, he's a fantastic, fantastic player. And you're going to see how good he is because we're going to be doing a tactical breakdown show this afternoon on him specifically. So I look forward to bringing you all the details of how good Gimaraish is in this evening's show. So make sure you've got the notifications turned on. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit the like button um, and make sure you're dropping the support onto the channel, giving you this show every single morning. There's over 500 of you watching right now. Do give the show a drop on the like button. It helps it spread around. It helps more people see it and get up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news. And of course, as always, we make you guys the star of the show, and we're going to be doing that now with your questions. So if you do have the questions to throw into the chat box, throw them in now, and we'll be going through as many of them as we can. Okay, let's jump into the chat and go to brand new member, Vishal, who says Vlaovic is acting like a prissy princess. Deary me, Vishal. If he's not convinced, we'll get someone who believes in us. Surely Jonathan David is better than the other options. It's interesting, Vishal, that you bring up uh, Jonathan David. I think he's a player that I am growing increasingly fond of by looking into um, kind of his statistics and the way in which he plays. There are people that have concerns about the fact that he plays in a front two. I find this a bit of a moot point in regarding an argument. People had concerns about Ben White playing in a back three and he's transitioned to playing in a back four. Absolutely fine. Lataro Martinez has shown for Argentina that he's gone from playing a two for Inter Milan to playing for a one for his national side. It is not that much of a concern that people need to be raising regarding Jonathan David playing next to a player like Barat Yilmaz. He has one of the best XG non-penalty goal statistics on the planet right now. And also in combination with his pressing statistics, looks a real talent that would fit perfectly into what Arteta wants from a player. He is increasingly going above the list. I've actually, have you seen those tier list videos? I'm kind of interested to do one of those tier list um, uh, videos that you can get where you put them in like S, A, B, C, D tier. I might do that for the players that have been linked to Arsenal this January. That could be quite fun. Uh, so I might do that. Uh, and if that's something you're interested in, then let us know and we'll go through it and then we can get your thoughts and feelings in the chat box as well. Um, Rod says, morning, Tom. Similar to Rodri, who in world football do you think we can get to play a single pivot to potentially allow Partey to roam as the eight? It's funny you say that, Rod, because Gimaraes often plays as a single pivot for Leon at times on his own, can hold that defensive line and he's still progressive with his play, can pass fantastically well forwards. But again, it's going to be something that I put into uh, the video this evening, talking about where he plays, talking about him tactically, and we're going to be getting some expert insight on the player as well. Musa says, with the summer transfers, do you have a faith that they'll make the right signings regardless of rumours? And B, that it will probably be someone a bit less obvious. Musa, I think it's going to be a combination. I think you're going to see some reports that are, you know, that are constantly reported throughout a number of months. Come to the fort, Gimaraish, I would expect to probably be in and around that kind of bracket. But yeah, I think there'll be opportunities to see some players just pop out of nowhere. Remember Nuno Tavares, he popped out of completely nowhere. Matt Ryan completely popped out of nowhere. 
they were options that were there, obviously available, but there wasn't really too many high regarded links to those players. And yet Arsenal managed to get the deals done pretty quickly. So I think it will be a combination of the two. And yes, I do have the faith. I have the faith in the recruitment team to continue doing the good work that they have been doing in the market. Matt says, I know he's not been linked. Well, he was linked actually in the past, but he's not been linked recently. What do you think about Gabriel Gabigol Barbosa? Well, it looks like he could be off to West Ham, which would be a very interesting move. He didn't do that well for Inter, was very highly rated at a very young age, went back to Flamengo and has done brilliantly in Brazil. Maybe he'll do very well at West Ham, but he doesn't look like he's going to be doing um he doesn't look like he's going to be doing a uh a move to Arsenal, which for some might be a shame, but there you go. Uh, Doodleman says, morning, Tom. Can we trust the quote from Vlaovic's agent that he would prefer to play for Spurs? I don't think that quote specifically came from his agent. I think that quote came from specifically uh, Di Marzio. Now, the reports from Di Marzio, who is, you know, a pretty credible, reliable journalist out there and has got plenty of stuff right in the past. What I would say is that this report... I get a weird, strange feeling about this report. It might be my bias with obviously being an Arsenal fan, but I do get a report like this. There's a desperation for this not to happen to Arsenal and that the idea that the original report that came out saying that they're not interested is something he's very much doubling down on. Um, I would be concerned uh, about that, but I don't think there's much chance of seeing Vlaovic at Arsenal, to be honest, is where I'm at right now. I don't doubt we have interest in him. I just don't think it's possible. Um, what are my thoughts on uh, Jovic, says Hulk Hogan. I think that uh, Jovic is a player that if we were to get no other striker in January to bring him on loan for six months could do quite well for us. And it might work in the long term as well. If he was to do really well, then maybe we could get an option. Uh, Manu says, did you look at Awar in the show? Has he changed your mind? I'm more into Gimalash, but, uh, especially with the pronunciation. Uh, also, can we bring in some of the elite transfer recruitment from Leicester? Uh, I know you're very jealous of Leicester's uh, transfer activity, Manu. I think that Awar continues to be someone I have my doubts about, his consistency, his attitude, all things that I have very much struggles to get past. But, you know, he's got quality. But I would prefer Gimoraes uh, as an option for Arsenal. Uh, let's go to Paul James. He says, do you rate uh, Castellanos? Uh, I don't know who that is. Top scorer at MLS, highly rated by Pep Guardiola. And David Moyes is available for around £15 million and wants to play in Europe, Castellanos. Let's see who this person is. Uh, Valentin Castellanos, he plays for New York City, 36 goals in 84 games, 23 years of age. Uh, I've not I've not seen any of him. My MLS watching has gone down. I've been very interested in seeing what's going on in North American soccer. Um, but uh, no, it looks interesting. He's part of that City football group, though, um, and so therefore it's unsurprising that you know, he's he's been linked to Man City because they can get him in very, very easily. Um, Andreas says, 45 million for Bruno Guimaraes seems a lot to me. I mean, it would be Euros, so you're looking at 38 million pounds. I think that is absolutely fine and probably how much he's worth considering they paid a big fee from, from uh, Atletico Penanense in Brazil. Uh, Ty Gunasora says, my concern is, selling, is the selling side of Arsenal, getting value for money. What are your thoughts? It's always been a concern. It continues to be a concern. And until we start to change our ways in the market, it will always be a concern. The problem is, is we don't really have too many sellable assets for big fees right now. I think we did well to get 25 million for Joe Willock, Lacazette, Enketia, El Nenny, um, Kalasnach, all have their contracts expire at the end of the season, as does Callum, Callum Chambers, unless we add the option onto his current contract, which I expect we will do. 
Nelson only has a year left. Aubameyang will have a year left. We are in a situation where players and their values have diminished at Arsenal. It's hard to get a good deal during the climate. I don't think we have too many players that you would say we can get big, big fees for. You'd have to start looking into the youth side and seeing whether we can make money there. Harry Clark could leave at the end of the season to Hibs. Not sure how much for. But we've let players like McGuinness leave for absolutely nothing with just a sell-on clause. I would be interested to see how we get on selling players in both January and the summer. But it's one that we're going to have to wait and see about, mate. Van der yay or nay, says Jonathan. I'd be interested in it. I just don't think it's going to happen. Wes says, uh, Jonathan David or Calvert-Lewin, and is £45 million for Gimaraish a good price for us? Uh, on the second one, yes, it is. On the first one, I lean still more towards Calvert-Lewin for the Premier League experience, but I tell you what, Jonathan David, the more I watch him, is growing ever closer to that kind of ranking, and I would... If I do this uh, Arsenal tier list of signings, uh, I'm looking forward to, to doing something on that. I might do that today, actually. That's, I'm really excited to do that. You'll have to let me know. I'll put a poll out saying, would you rather have the tactical breakdown on Gimaraish or would you rather have the tier list of Arsenal signings? Because it's got into my head as a really fun idea. Uh, Adam says, hi, Tom. What do you think about going for Depay for a six-month loan? I believe you could do the Lacazette role. I doubt that Barca would allow him to leave on loan. Uh, that's the issue with that one, I'm afraid. Uh, Marcus says, Tom, do you think Basuma is still needed? I think a player of Basuma's quality is still needed, but obviously there's a lot of stuff surrounding Basuma that's just a bit unsure at the moment. So I'm not sure if he's the right person, but I think that you know a player of his quality is absolutely still needed. Uh, Yosef says, I saw Ruben Neves the other day. What a beautiful footballer. Gimelaish or Neves? Gimelaish for me over Neves. I think he's a better player. He's got a higher ceiling and would do with a better job in kind of a lone pivot role, and it would enable us to play a 4-3-3 if we wanted to, more so than Neves would. Uh, some bloke says, why are we looking at Leicester when we've probably had the most successful transfer window the club has seen, had since the early days of Wenger? Because I think that Leicester have done some brilliant business over a consistent number of years, and I think that's probably why people want to look at Leicester as a real option. Uh, Hakeem says, Tom, what about Arta Cabral? I would be very interested in bringing him in as kind of a Lacazette replacement if we're going to bring in two strikers in the next six to 12 months. I would be looking at Arta Cabral as an option. He looks very good. I think he'd be available for a very reasonable price. And you could still go out and sign another marquee striker on top of that. So, yeah, I would be interested in him. Raul says, we need cover for right back when Tommy Asu is out. The team looks unbalanced. How expensive would Dest be? I'm not sure Dest is the right man for the job, and Clive will tell you that as well. Uh, I think he would cost you between 20 and 30 million pounds. But as I say, I'm not sure he's the right pick. Uh, EJK says, Tom, is there anything wrong with being on the fence regarding how the club is doing? No, of course there isn't. There is an obsession to nail one's master either a negative or positive outlook. The amount of people that tweet me after game saying, like, if we've won, are you back in the manager now? To which I always have to reply, I've never stopped backing the manager. I always want the manager to succeed. I just don't know whether or not he was the right person for the job. But, but I've never not wanted him to win the next game. That's never been in question. And then the other way, when we lose, people tweet me going, do you think he should go? Do you think he should be sacked? And I'm like, why can't we just park the manager debate right now? We're in a top four race this season. Let's see where we are at the end of the year and then move from there. Like I, I made the early bold and quite silly projection of saying I'll make my mind up by Christmas. That was always naive. I'm going to wait until the end of the season to make my mind up on the manager and where I sit. If he gets top four, frankly, he deserves a new contract. If he gets top six, I'd hold on to that and I'd say, let's see what happens next year. Can we continue to progress? Then offer the contract if we do. And if he doesn't make top six, then there are genuine questions to be had about his future. 
it depends on where we finish rather than sitting where we are in January. Paul says, are there any players in the championship who could make the step up and should we consider? My knowledge of the championship is not that great. I know a lot of people talk about the Chilean Blackburn striker. Uh, let me just have a look and find his name. I know you're going to be typing into the chat box. Ben Brereton Diaz. Uh, I know he comes up a lot when people talk about possible striker targets. 22-year-old has scored 20 goals in 25 games. It's kind of the similar kind of numbers that you saw from Ivan Tony, etc. So maybe he would be the right player for us to go for from the championship. So there you go. Uh, Iav says, is there any substance in the Vlaovic rumours? That would be very non-Arsenal if we get this done. Look, there's absolute substance. The club are definitely interested. I just don't think they're going to get this one done. Uh, let's go down to a little bit of the newer questions because I always miss out plenty of the new questions. Alan says, question, who would you rather have? Or what would you rather? Sign Zakaria now and nobody else in the summer for the midfield or wait for Gimaraish in the summer and nobody now? I think I would be, I think I'd play it risky and wait and then trust that we'd get Partey and El Nenny back uh, by the end of January. So I think I would wait it out to get Gimaraish personally. But I still do think we would need to bring someone in on loan for these six months. Um, yes, Kaikon, we should absolutely go for Tielemans in the summer. Uh, Dash, Ari says, Tom, I've heard so many YouTubers say that in the last calendar year, Liverpool is the only team that collected more points than us in the Premier League. Why is that? What about City and Chelsea? I don't know why they said only Liverpool, because you're right. City and Chelsea both achieved more Premier League points than us. Liverpool were one point ahead of us. Maybe you misheard what they were saying, but Liverpool will finish the calendar year one point ahead of Arsenal. But yeah, Chelsea and City both finished the year on more points than us in 2021. Uh, V-Boy says, what do you honestly think we will do in January? I honestly think we'll sign someone on loan in midfield, probably, and get rid of a couple of players. That's what I honestly think is going to happen. That's my prediction. It has been my prediction for some time. That's kind of where I'm at. But I'm hoping that we see more than that. But that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, Manu says, did you know that Airpod Albert, uh, or Albert Stuvenberg, or Stuvenberg as he's better known, uh, and Sanderberg have a really special connection at Genk. It was beautiful to see that he's uh, till he got sacked badly. Do you still fancy Sanderberg? I think there are better options out there than Sanderberg. But if you said that we were getting him and another midfielder to add to the depth in our team, I would be open to that. Uh, Talek says, Enesri or Isaac and why? I actually begin to start to lean towards Isaac. I wrote a piece on him, which I think is coming out today uh is it out today it is it's out now actually you can go and read it but i wrote specifically about kind of the relationship between alexander isaac and martin Erdegaard and how those two have combined in the past and so i kind of lean a bit towards isaac because of his relationship with Erdegaard and how that combination works so well at la real so i feel like that he could come in and reform that partnership and do brilliantly but Enesri is still a very good striker and i think you know it would, be a, it would be a good piece of business to get him into the team. Um, Sabios is going to come in again, says Roberto. Possibly so. Uh, Benji says, if we're looking for a striker very involved in build-up, why not look at Iheanacho from Leicester? Um, I, I feel like the thing with Iheanacho is that he lacks consistency. Iheanacho kind of comes onto the scene with fits and spurts and has like a few weeks of absolute brilliance and then just goes missing for a long period of time. We need someone who's more consistent, we need someone that's going to be, you know, a player that links up with the team every single game and doesn't really have an off game more than so than just the odd one. 
Iheanacho, I feel like, has these, you know, areas of inconsistency in his game. Uh, Bob's the DJ says, I hope the Liverpool game won't be postponed. Me too, mate, but I would be surprised if it isn't um, at this stage. Isoa says, uh, United, Everton and City game in the second half of the league in terms of dropping points. Top four gone or still hope? Uh, top four's not gone. Uh, I do think that we can drop points in the second half of the season and still, of course, achieve it. But we're going to have to rely on teams like Spurs and West Ham and United dropping points also. And maybe even less um, Chelsea and Liverpool. There's no reason why those two could not get dragged into any possible race for the top four if they continue to drop points. And with Liverpool struggling in January with players, who knows, that might happen. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's... Go to Mohammed, who says, what do you think is Arteta's plan for Martinelli? I think the plan is for him to continue playing where he is. He's a brilliant wide forward. I wouldn't play him as a striker. I think he's much better when he's on the ball and creating and, you know, creating chances for himself and others on the wide positions. He's not a striker. He's too lightweight. I don't want him on the last defender. He's best when he's on the ball. And strikers don't receive the ball anywhere near as much as the wingers. I think he also plays off the striker really well. For a right-footed left winger, he plays that role off the striker far better than Pepe did. Pepe always kind of stuck to the wing, whereas Martinelli is not like that at all. Martinelli's instinctively, he really cuts inside. You look at the shape that he played in the game against Manchester City. I will try and see if I can get it up in just a second to show you uh, how he played uh, on Scout. I should be able to get it up on the screen for you guys. Very briefly, bear with me. Uh, shape against Man City. Here we go. Well, let me share my screen with you so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, Chrome, Y scale. Here we go. So you should be able to see this graphic on the screen here. Uh, I'm just going to check that you can. Yeah, so the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Martinelli is here, or I'm pointing to with my mouse. You see how close he's playing to Alexandre Lacazette. Like he plays this role right next to Lacazette so, so good. Whereas if you look at Saka, he's really quite far out wide. Maybe that's the style that we're playing right now. But Martinelli in particular plays this role so well close to the striker so that when Lacazette drops in and vacates kind of that space behind him, Martinelli just runs into it and then gets those through balls played to him. It's a brilliant piece of work from him and certainly someone that I know could and should continue playing as a very successful wide left forward. And that's what I want to see from him. Uh, number one lover says, Big T, uh, who would you uh, who would be your ideal replacement for Pepe? Um, ideal replacement. I mean, Dominic Zoboslovs, he comes to mind. He's played left wing, right wing, Cam can play all over the part. Asensio can play right. I do think there are probably better options. Serge Gnabry may be going for him from Bayern Munich as a possible option. Noah Lang uh, from Club Bruges. Uh, I mean, there's an argument that we should look to bring Reese Nelson back and give him a revival. Um, you look what Arteta's done with the young kids in the team so far. Who's to say that Reese Nelson can't come back and be brilliant? Um, we'll have to wait and see how his second half of his loan spell does. Now he's playing more. We might even do a dedicated loan watch on him uh, in the second half of the season. Uh, Jonathan says, if we make top four, I won't be surprised if we go for Latara Martinez again, watching him play. He has only just signed a new contract, Jonathan. So that's the issue with that, is I do feel like that ship has probably sailed regarding uh, Latara Martinez because he has, of course, signed that new deal. Uh, Dave, you've missed loads, mate. Go back and rewatch it, fella. Wilson says, which striker should Arsenal be signing and why? I still lean towards Calvert-Lewin as my primary. Jonathan David is very quickly becoming the next in line. He's overtaking other options that are out there over 
even Vlaovic, I think I would prefer Jonathan David. Uh, and actually, in the show that I did yesterday with Josh Williams, who's our scouting and analytics writer for Reach, if you go and watch it on the Arsenal way, we did an analysis of the Man City game. But at the end of that show, we talk a lot about Jonathan David and Vlaovic and why Jonathan David would be a better option. And Josh knows his, you know, he knows his analytics of football like the back of his hand. So it's definitely worth checking that show out on the channel. Um, Terry says, players sign new deals and leave a lot, though. So I think it's possible, but I would rather... David or Calvert-Lewin. Diallo says, would you seriously consider moving to Mauritius and work at my beloved <laughs> while still writing and making your YouTube videos? Um, I'm a bit of a homeboy, Diallo. And whilst I am visiting Mauritius this year, I uh, would personally be very happy back here in the UK. I'm The summer is my least favourite month. I'm a winter lad as well. and I'm more spring than winter, but the summer months, I don't deal well with heat. I don't actually know how I'm going to deal with it. Although saying that, supposedly the temperatures aren't actually too bad out there. But thanks for the offer. Very kind of you. Um, (laughs) Let's go to Neil, who says, is Brighton interested in Ketia? If so, we could use him for a Basuma deal. They have an interest in him, but so do a lot of clubs. It's still unclear what uh, he's going to do. Tom, what's a homeboy, says social. Someone that likes being in and around the area that they were born. Um, someone that, you know, is very much attached to where they live and doesn't really like going and away for long periods of time. Saying that, I love living in Nottingham for three years. It was one of the best parts of my life. But, you know, I'm very much uh, insular into my area of, of Kent where I live and uh, I wouldn't be looking to move far, far away. The, the, the furthest I'd go is probably living in London again. Um, that would be something that I'd be interested in, but no, staying close and where I am. Uh, Heron says, Bruno and a good striker could really push us to the top four. Is this the chance for the Conkeys to show they are serious? Again, when we start talking about transfers and the Conkeys, the money is always kind of being there for Arsenal to spend. It's just previously been reluctant. They're never going to invest their own money, but they have opened up the club to spending its own money, if you like, that has become their money since their full takeover. The questions should be pointed towards Edu and Arteta and Richard Garlic and the recruitment team. Are they going to do what's necessary this month to get deals done? That's what we need to wait and see. Shah says, agreed, Tom. Jonathan David will be a good addition. Gimonayash addition will be superb for January. This too surely will help us for the Champions League qualification. Um, Zach says, I'm an American and watching Jonathan David in CONCACAF, he looks a no-brainer. Great link-up play too. Also, I would like Bruno this January because Xhaka is no guarantee. Uh, Wes Lee says, where do you see Emil Smith-Rowe in the future considering he is not in the starting eleven? Wes, I think people are actually overreacting a lot. Not saying that you are, but I just think that there is a lot of overreaction to uh, Smith-Rowe's lack of inclusion in the first team. We've been playing brilliantly. And, you know, a player of Smith Rowe's quality is not starting week in, week out. That's absolutely fine. He's just signed a new contract. He's not going anywhere. He's got the number 10 shirt. He can play left wing. He can play cam. He can play, you know, as an eight if we needed him to in a 4-3-3. He will get the opportunities. Stop being worried about what's going to happen to Smith Rowe. He will be fine. We're going to get European football, football fingers crossed for next season. There'll be plenty of chances to rotate the squad with the Premier League games, the Cup games. We've got the Cup games hopefully going ahead in the next couple of weeks or so. Smith Rowe will be in the team. We don't need to worry about Smith Rowe. He is absolutely fine. Byron says, which is more important? This window is a striker or a centre midfielder? Uh, centre midfielder is definitely more important in this window because of how lacking we are in that department. 
Uh, it would depend on Aubameyang and Nketiah. If they were both to leave and Balogun, then the, obviously the striker position becomes a more of a priority. But we'll have to wait and see. Terry, at the moment, yes, he is undroppable because he's been that good at influential. So there you go. Uh, Lyndon says, if we make it to the Champions League, do you think we can get Holland? I'm still very doubtful on that. I wouldn't get your hopes up on Holland's joining Arsenal. Uh, any updates on Saka's contract extension? Andreas, that's likely something that will take place at the end of the season. The club do want to do it. The club are very interested in getting him signed up to a very much a long-term deal because um, they know that interest is growing in the player. In fact, it's at its peak currently and could even go higher. So they will be looking to get a contract extension. But in regarding hearing anything on it soon, I'm doubtful. I think they'll look to extend it in the summer when they can obviously save money on wages up until that point as well. They don't. There's no pressure to get him to sign a new deal yet because he signed a new deal uh, last in 2020, I think. So there's no, there's not loads of pressure, but you know, he's. I think it runs out in 2024. So they still do need to, they will need to get a move on in the summer regarding a new contract. Uh, so there you go. Benji says, Tom, do you expect more outgoings this window? Yes, I do. Uh, I think Kalasnach and Ketia, Balogun, a lot of youth players, Maitland Niles. I think you're going to see plenty more outgoings than incomings. Definitely do the tier list, says Zef. Uh, I, it's something that I'm, I'm interested in doing. I kind of like watching those videos. So I can't wait for you guys to rip me apart uh, <laughs> with a possible tier list of our signings. Do drop a like on the video. There's nearly 800 of you watching this show. Thank you so much for the continued support. You can join me every single morning at 8 a.m. We go through all the latest Arsenal news, and then we go into the chat box and answer your questions. We're going to be doing dedicated shows around all of Arsenal's transfer targets throughout the January window as well. It takes you a second to click the thumbs up button while you are here. And uh, if you want to help support the channel and even come on the show, you can join up as a member uh, and get into our Discord server. We talk about transfers 24-7. The lads in there keep you up to date with what's going on. They're constantly throwing the links into the latest stuff. It's basically a service at this stage. They do a brilliant job of the Discord server. So if you do want to join that, become a member, a TGT expert or an uh, ambassador. Either of those two will grant you access to the Discord. If it doesn't work, when you do join, send me a DM on Twitter at TV or at Tom Kenter Media, and I'll try and help you out with that. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's been an absolute member. Alan, how do you become a member? Go to the link in the description. You sometimes have to do it on a computer. It sometimes doesn't work on iOS. I don't know why. There is sometimes on your screen a big join button as well. If that's not there, uh, there's not much I can do. But go onto your laptop or your PC, go onto the video description, and then there is a link to join up as a member. Click that, and it should help you out in becoming one. So uh, please, please do. Uh, any news on my contract extension? You know, it's just a never-ending contract here. But uh, if you're not sick of my face, do join us on the Arsenal way at half past nine this morning. So in just under an hour's time, I'll be joined, I think, by Chris Davison once again to talk about all the latest regarding Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Aubameyang, Vlaovic and the like. Just let me have a quick check. Yeah, it will be, it will be me and Chris having a chat this morning. So do join us. We're going to go through even more of your questions and then join me at 5-ish p.m. this afternoon. There'll be another show. It'll either be the Gimaraj Breakdown or it will be the Arsenal tier list, uh, which I'm looking forward to doing. So it sounds quite fun. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. I will catch you tomorrow morning. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic day. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.